1: Previously on the Simply Human podcast.
2: Well, I mean, the barefoot stuff is something that we uh, we like uh, to talk about on the show. But like, how did uh, pa- Patrick, the potato peeler O'Malley? How, how did uh, certainly he won at least maybe a regional title or something?
0: Oh no, he died.
3: He died. Oh, you know, he collapsed and died after after I. I made him drink a quart of whiskey, Pets. apparently. That's not uh, real healthy that's
2: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's tragic, uh, Shaky. It's episode 55 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we talk to our friend with no organs, Jack. Uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't have a gallbladder, a spleen, or a pancreas, and he is uh, one of the most interesting men on the planet because of it. Um, then it's another moderately funny edition of the humans being human segment with our good friend Blake and a poop in your pants story. Ha, we're back to, we're back to that.
3: Congratulations, and, we yeah. managed to steer away from that for five seconds.
2: No. <laughs> and we'll wrap up with our simply human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm great. How are you? Nothing in life is free, Rick. Right? You've heard that saying. That's I've, a, I've heard that saying. Yeah. Well, it needs to be changed to okay. nothing in life is free except for everything at the LSU tailgate.
3: Ah. Please tell me more. It's, because uh, you and I – need. Uh, I did not go to a large college, so I don't understand. I've never been – to a major college football, like, in that regard, like, you know, well, going as a fan, enjoying the game. And so I don't have any idea what it's like.
2: Imagine, I, I, I felt like a, a, like a... You
3: went to the LSU... Alabama.
2: Alabama game. Alabama in, game. In Baton okay. Rouge. And it's basically like, I felt like the four of us... Well, two two of the guys went to... Like undergrad at, at major Big Ten schools, and then they did their like residencies at a Big Ten school. So they've done this kind of thing. But me and the yes. and the other other Blake, who's on the show today,
1: yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Um, we I felt like we were like. Foreign exchange students like walking up, very timid, like, oh, what? Yes. "How does this?" No, um, uh. like we were trying to like, okay, do we take? Can we have food at this? Like, is someone? Is this someone's food? They're gonna ask us for money, or they're gonna like say, "Hey, what do you? You're not part of this group. You need to move elsewhere." You
1: ain't no yeah. Louisiana.
2: Yeah, the hell out of here. And then by the end of the tailgate, we were just walking up and like making drinks and ha- getting food and hey, how's it going? And just like taking it's whatever like we, like we want, just
3: crashing like a wedding crash. Yes,
2: yes. It was it's just crazy, but I, I wanted to bring up that game uh, because and I'm gonna and I'll link to all this stuff in the show notes. What I'm about to talk about, but we got an an Uber. I'm sure is everyone familiar with Uber?
3: Just if you're not, it's like a basically it's like a ta- <laughs> like a taxi service. Yeah, but right?
2: you uh, yeah like like it's genius because like they don't have to own taxis or maintain taxis. You do all the maintenance. They te- they keep twenty percent of the fare. And you keep eighty percent, and so we Ubered. You can, a,
3: sco- you can start like basically to make extra money. You can start yeah. Ubering people around.
2: Yeah, they and you make can, sure that
3: you're. Do they have like a background check to make sure yes. they are not like a serial Yeah, we talked.
2: We talked to one of the guys. Uh, we Ubered all weekend, and it sounds gross, but uh, we talk, we talked <laughs> to one of the guys who said like it takes you know a, a week or two for them to like do the background checks and all that. But one of the like the the downside is especially if you're. You know, picking people up at like one a.m., <laughs> like at uh, after a football game, we got out of one of the one of the cabs, which is just like some guy's car, and there were like chicken fingers and like honey mustard like all over the guy's seat. <laughs> so. um
3: I've got some really awesome, like uh, what happens in the middle of the night to cats because <laughs> yeah. they call the police and we're like, "Sorry, man, you want to drive people around and they throw up in your car? That's not really our business." Yeah. But, yeah. So Gross. we
2: so we Ubered a uh, a car to go over to the game on Saturday, and we get the thing back. It says, "You know, Clyde Jones is on the way," and then it t- shows you like on the little map where Clyde is. Well, so he he pulls up and. He gets out, and it's like, the first thought is, okay, this, why Like, why is this guy doing this? I mean, this guy's a sharp-dressed guy. I mean, like, he's got bling, you know, he smells great. <laughs> like, it's just, it, you know, <laughs> like, everything that you would not expect <laughs> from someone to drive you somewhere for money. And... Come to find out, if anyone is familiar with the movie, and I think you were the first person, whenever I found this out, I, you were the first person I thought of to text this to because. Because
3: I've seen this movie, I'm not kidding you, at least probably 20 times. Yeah,
2: probably I, was, more I guess 10. a couple dozen times. So, coming to America, and there's a scene in the movie when Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are like walking. Uh, like, like, sort of like window shopping or something. They look through. They
3: first moved to the neighborhood in Queens.
2: Yeah, and they're looking.
3: And they lived above a a barber shop, the mighty fine barber yeah. shop.
2: Well, they, somehow they're they're watching TV through a window and they see this this commercial for Soul Glow.
3: Just let your soul glow. That's it. Make it all so silky smooth. <laughs>
2: and like, so it's for like it's Afro grease, right?
3: Afro, what is the matter with you? It's Jerry Curl Jew, <laughs> Afro grease. Gosh, it's it's uh it's Fredman's hairstyle called the Jerry Curl. Uh, that uh, you know. You have to add product to your hair to make it, and it's uh, drippy and greasy.
2: Oh, I said Afro <laughs> grease. Yeah, definitely. I'm apologizing nah. to yeah. everyone
3: on your behalf yeah. for being an
2: idiot. Afro grease. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's called Afro grease, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was the guy. It was him, and his name is Clyde Jones. And we looked him up, like while we were in there, because we we're like, this guy is full of it. And it's it was him, and we so were let with. Let me the- ask
3: you this. Because you never answer my question on Facebook. Okay. Uh, when you got into his car, was he like, "Nice to meet you, fellas"? Hey, have you ever seen Coming <laughs> to America? Because well, I'm that guy. It was. Or it, you, one of you recognize him? No,
2: it was. It was very close to the first one. And I, we get in the cab, and I called Jen, my wife, to to you know check in or All whatever. Guys, for
3: being such a piece of crap. Yeah, All exactly. And also, and
2: and as I'm on talking to Jen, I'm. He's like, he's telling us this. And so all of a sudden, I start like ignoring Jen. Like putting the phone down, like what what is this guy saying? And so so it was like it was pretty quick that he was like, "Hey, have y'all ever seen Coming to America?" And like he said, "Coming to America," my ears perked up. Like yes, what, what what's this Coming to America business? So anyway, we we th- there's stuff on YouTube, um, and I'll link to all of it in the show notes. There's stuff. There's something on TMZ. He's done a bunch of other movies. He did a Soul, The Death of Soul Glow short movie, and he got like Eddie Murphy and some other people did And he's like friends with those people. He played football at USC and all this you know it was just it was crazy we got a picture with him that so. is
3: really like uh, in the contest of like the most random yeah like person of all time that's the guy that's the most random yeah. person of all time well he was a I super think.
2: cool guy he's working with a, a non-profit in like New Orleans I think and he comes over on the weekends and like Ubers and makes you know a couple hundred bucks on the weekend like so craziness okay Soul Glow link to it check it out uh, Horse meat.
3: Yes, we got an email, and I'll read the whole. <laughs> no email. segue there. Yeah. Uh, let me pull it up. Give me half a second. Oh, Martin, okay, hang on. Hey, uh, it's from a listener, Martin Lieberthal, who, the,
2: who who bought the T-shirts. This is Martin from Germany, who did the T-shirts. Yes, Martin
3: from Germany, and he sends us a picture of what it looks appears to be a delicious steak with a bunch of mushrooms and vegetables and stuff like that. And the text says, "You know, hey guys, the shirts are here, yada yada." At the picture, you see my dinner from the other day: a huge steak, mushrooms, and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I, at this point, I'm like, yeah, that does look like a delicious steak, because, hey, I will get down with the steak. And then he says, the steak is horse. Ugh. Here's my question. Do you eat horse in the States? I've never heard about horse meat from an American. This is not an everyday thing in Germany, but we have butchers only for horses. Now, the most important thing, Rick, would you eat this? Well? ah, uh, man, uh, I would. But it would take like a good solid like 20 minutes of just staring at this thing to psych myself up for. And what's funny is I saw the picture and I was like, man, that looks like an awesome steak. And if you just put it on a plate in front of me, I'd be like, yep, give me the steak. Right. And I like eat it. If,
2: if, if Outback brought it to but you. knowing at, yeah.
3: Yeah. It, But knowing that it's a horse, I don't know like
2: yeah it's like um
3: what's the difference between horses and cows it's not like i'm like oh, i can't eat a horse it it's, it's got a face
2: right
1: and,
3: cows have a face cows have faces I think, and i, I think, love
2: cow faces. well you know like, in some places they eat dog in some places they eat other things like you know some some people don't eat pigs and some people you know it's like so i think in america anything that we can have like a relationship with You know, like horses kind of, you know, and pigs. Yeah,
3: People do a lot of petting and they're very protective, but I'm not one of those. I don't don't care about a horse.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I, I wouldn't like butcher my pet horse much in the same way that I wouldn't butcher my pet cow or my pet pig. I really would like a little fat, like pot belly pig. Those things are awesome. Um, I
3: feel like there's probably way more into that. Like uh, there's a lot of just smelling and, yeah. and just, like we had so, a guinea pig before my wife started having children, we had to get rid of it because uh, pregnant my wife like, started supposed having to handle children, rodents, but it was just the most disgusting thing of all time. It just craps all over. Ugh,
2: yeah. Gross. Oh, guinea pigs. Okay, so horse meat. Interesting, interesting yeah. concept. Okay, I, th-
3: I would say that uh, you would have to, and normally I don't get down with like tricking me into eat, eating something but like you might if have you to give do me, like there's nothing that i find more repulsive than the whole like in the in the united states we call them like rocky mountain oysters like eating yeah, yeah. Like i have, an some, of yeah, I have some of those
2: yeah i have and some of those
3: i have some of those in my I, freezer I, I, i'm not kidding you if you tricked me into eating one of those and i ate it and then you're like oh you just ate an animal testicle i would murder you I would kill oh you. Well, My reaction would be so extreme and so visceral that I would be blinded like, by rage. And I'm serious; like the, I might actually kill someone who did that.
2: Like the uh, Chris Farley uh, bit, whenever they uh, they tell him that he's been drinking decaf and not caffeinated.
3: <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. That's like, what would happen yeah. to me. I,
2: I, I promise. <laughs> the music, but, like this, the eerie like uh, string music would come in in the in the background. Yeah.
3: Well, and I've I've. Had people tell me like, oh, I'm just can you eat it this way or this way, I would freak out for sure. Yeah, But I think with a horse steak, I would be like, huh. Interesting. Mm, I wouldn't have like that crazy reaction. But, okay, so all this talking, I will tell you, Martin, yes, because I don't have horses as pets. I am not a farmer. I know I live in Texas. I do not ride a horse and carry a six-shooter. I, okay, actually I do carry six years sometimes. But I do not ride a horse to work. I do not care anything about horses. I'm not a uh, you know, I, I don't care either way. So if you would tell me like, yes, this this is horse meat and it tastes good, I would be like, Okay. Yes, I would have a bite of a horse.
2: All right, so uh, don't go eat your pet horse, but horse meat. Yes, there it is. Some people eat it. Um all right. The T shirt giveaway a thon, uh P. L. Bot, who won the October edition. Did you uh, by the
3: way, I meant to personally talk uh conversate with you about this. You got all the information yes the, and you know, i was
2: gonna I, tell P L bot that she emailed me and uh I have not had a chance to put the shirt in the mail yet, so she as, as you Idiot. listen to this on the fourteenth, the the shirt will be in the mail soon, and I will uh, follow up with you via email. So thank you for that. If by the you, way,
3: her name is her name is Patty. Yes, we so can give a personal shout out to Patty yeah. B. We don't have to keep calling her P. Well,
2: I was trying to protect her privacy, but that you that's fine.
3: It's um, like that episode <laughs> of The Simpsons where like, uh, let's call her Lisa S. Oh, or better, L. Simpson. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. Um, Thank you, Patty. Congratulations. you. You too can have a chance to win a free Simply Human t shirt by going to iTunes and leaving us a review. It can be a one star review. It can just say "poop" or "butt." That um, that 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 is the way to enter your name into, and, and we'll pick at the end of November. So you have until the end of November uh, to enter in and uh, and try to get us as many iTunes reviews as possible. You can enter in again if you enter it in October. You can do another review. It's no big deal. I think.
3: Uh, can you leave two reviews? I think
2: so. I've I think I've left us like seven. But just kidding. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. uh, we have fifty something reviews, and like forty of them are your mom.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that a is that a mom joke? All right, so you can find us online at SimplyHumanLifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, all that fun stuff is there. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at SimplyHuman52. Uh, and uh, I guess now it is time to get to the interview with Jack. And just uh, a really super interesting conversation uh, about uh, with a guy who doesn't have you know a large percentage of his internal organs. Uh, and and I
3: let me say, uh, I am most surprised that we were able to talk to him for 30 minutes and him not get super inappropriate. Yeah. He's the most inappropriate person I've ever met in my life. Uh, but we managed to keep it on uh, on the rails for 30 whole minutes. Yeah. So congratulations,
2: Jack. So here he is, Jack P. <laughs> Joining us today on the Simple Human podcast, pleased to announce we actually have mentioned Jack Patterson before. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was, but we said something about Oh, it was about the time we were, we're he- talking
3: about the group text message we had the other day. I think.
2: Well, no, it was. Well, it was that. But before that, we mentioned the the Rangers game when he threw your hat. You're like brand new <laughs> Rangers.
3: Hat. See, that's a classic Jack story. I, I I would like to say for anyone out there who doesn't know Jack, well, we don't know who listens to the podcast. It's probably nobody. No one. <laughs> Listening, knows Jack. This is a great Jack story that kind of sets the table. Uh, My brother, gosh, this has been probably eleven years or so. My brother is going to get married, (laughs) and uh, he's going to have a bachelor party. But it's you know, you know, we don't uh, do the whole strip club thing so we're going to go to the rangers game well
2: our wives won't let us
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, precisely so uh, i haven't seen uh my brother invites a bunch of his friends and a lot of these people i haven't seen in years and i had not seen jack in years and years jack is my brother's age so he's three years older than me we all grew up together though so we all are going to meet and then go to the texas rangers baseball game while well, we meet in like uh you know it, it, our meeting location and i'm excited to see jack i haven't seen him in years and i walk up and i'm like jack and he turns around and has like a one liter bottle of water and immediately go, turns around and goes rick and then just grabs the front of my pants all in one motion and dumps the one liter bottle of water to, like puts it directly in the front of my pants completely soaking my pants and it was i was like oh yeah that's uh thanks yeah, that's right and like two hours later with the the baseball game and uh i'm sitting near jack and he goes hey you know what's funny and i was like what he just grabs my hat and throws it from the upper deck down (laughs) onto the lower deck brand new out onto the field yeah like a (laughs) brand
2: new fitted rangers hat a blue rangers hat yeah Yeah,
3: so i have to like uh, negotiate with these people down uh the rich people seats to get my hat back but uh jack is a prankster but it's always good times and it is awesome to have you on the program no, oh,
0: I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to share my uh, lack of organs.
2: With everybody. <laughs> well, w- one more before we get this like lack of organs. Hang on, uh, but I want to say That's
0: this little teaser bit for yeah, everyone out
2: there. But one last thing uh, that I that I have taken from that night that I use quite often is we were in uh, whoever's car we were in driving to the game. Jack was in the back seat, and Jack, how tall are you? Like 6'9"? nine?
0: No, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you owe me four. Or so. It's about six, five. Okay. Yeah.
2: So Jack is a very, very tall, large man. Played basketball at the uh, University of Pierce High School. Um, and so Jack is like crammed in the back of this very small car. And I think your wife called you. Do you remember this? Oh, uh, I do not. Okay. So you and I, I use this line all the time and I'm gonna have to bleep it out. But you answer the phone. You don't say hello. You don't say... Any you know any sort of salutation? You, you open the you open the phone because it was a flip phone. Okay, you open the <laughs> That's phone. How long ago we're talking? And, here. and like very very quietly into the phone, you're like, "I told you not to call me right now. You make you making me look like a p- in front of my friends." <laughs> <laughs> and so I use I that. I probably uh, said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I use that line all the time to my wife. Like you're making me look like a huge yeah. So anyway, so okay, lack of organs, Jack. Uh, and and really, why we wanted to have Jack on uh, is because you know this is this is sort of in the realm of eat like a human. Well, how do you eat like a human if you don't have several <laughs> digestion organs? So tell us sort of how that all came
0: to be. How did you lose your okay. organs? This is kind of a long story, so t- cut me off if I need to could be cut off. But all right, well, Jack, thanks basically. for
2: being on. This was great having you uh, on the all all right, Podcast. All right.
0: <laughs> Um, All right. So, so uh, in my family, we actually have a rare genetic disease called hereditary pancreatitis. Most people that have pancreatitis, it's either because they drank too much, which could have happened in my case, or they got hit in the stomach, which could have happened in my case. But um, I know for sure I have it because I've gone through genetic testing. And so like clockwork with my siblings and I, and I have an older sister and a younger brother. We all got sick when we were in eighth grade. And so by getting sick, pancreatitis just means you have a really bad stomach ache. And so I spent, oh gosh, about a week every year of my life until I was 22. And the week after I graduated college, oh, I spent about a week in the hospital um, every year until I was 22. And uh, the week after I graduated college, I had what's called a Whipple procedure. Have you ever heard of a Whipple procedure before?
2: I have heard of something that rhymes <laughs> rhymes with Whipple.
0: <laughs> you, you've heard of the third Whipple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, uh the Whipple procedure is exactly what Steve Jobs had. It's reserved for pancreatic cancer patients, but I'd have it cuz I my pancreas was so diseased from not only the disease but also from probably some unhealthy habits in college, you might say. <laughs> And um, so I had what's called a Whipple procedure where they took out two thirds of my pancreas and my gallbladder. And so um, the hope was to relieve the pain, which it did for about mm, six or seven years. So when I was 30, though, I got sick again and I'm 37 now but i got and I, I know <laughs> i know seriously um i owe everybody 32 but anyways,
3: i solid. love how you automatically have the math in your head anytime any number is thrown out to round that up or down to 69
0: By the way, <laughs> i'm kind of a savant like that yes. yeah. I mean,
2: it, like it, so. it, even into the thousands if you say like if the number like 1,897 is thrown out jack is like you owe me like 1,000 yeah
0: exactly so. i know and so um, I got sick again and had to go to the hospital a whole lot. And so they did what's called a completion pancreatectomy with islet cell transplant. And so they were going to take out my pancreas.
2: The rest of it.
0: My, so
3: you have two-thirds of your pancreas already gone from the Whipple thing. So they're
0: going to take the rest of it, I guess? Yeah, they took the rest of it. But what they wanted to do was harvest the islet cells that produce insulin in your body. And they can put it in the portal vein of your liver. And so... They did that in a nine-hour operation at Cincinnati. Jeez! And um, oh my gosh, like opened me up big time twice, and uh, once once when I was twenty-two, and once when I was thirty. So after the surgery, I'm sitting there with no pancreas, no spleen, because the spleen is rendered useless without a pancreas. I didn't know that, um, and a gallbladder, and then <laughs> hoping that the islet cell transplant would take place it would take so that I would not be diabetic. Well, unfortunately, because my pancreas had so much wear and tear on it, and only had a third of it, it did not take. So at that time, I became a type one diabetic.
2: Right, and for everyone, and, I sort uh, of explain this real quick. So when you eat food, your pancreas uh, sort of secretes a hormone that is called insulin that sort of partitions the fuel. And so type type one diabetics are ones are, are, are folks that either that don't have the insulin going out and partitioning the fuel to the right places. The type 2 right. diabetics are ones that they they are secreting insulin, but their cells are so resistant to the insulin that they can't. It, so it's basically kind of the same thing. A lot of times in type 1 diabetics, you find people that can't gain weight, that are very thin, that are that are starving uh, a, a right. lot of the time. In type 2 diabetics, it's the same thing. You get a lot of people that are, that are starving a lot of the time, but they're they face obesity. So, so yeah. Uh, So, so what, what this islet procedure was going to do is I'm sort of like learning this too. So like, I didn't even know that you could do that. So you take the, the, whatever the thing in the pancreas that secretes the insulin and you can like put that in the liver and see if, if then the liver starts secreting insulin.
0: Yep. That's crazy. It's, it's, they uh, put the islet cells, they harvest them. And so then I sit on the operating table, you know, for four hours just sitting there and then they have a separate team that does everything to um, separate the islet cells, the remaining ones, and then they put them um, back in the portal vein of the liver. And, that, and this works. That work.
2: Sometimes this this is this has been successful in some cases, I guess.
0: Oh, it's successful in many cases. Um, it's just that I I had a, a third of a pancreas to work with. Right. But um, like for instance, um, you know, I mentioned that it's called hereditary pancreatitis, so. Me, my brother, my sister, my dad, of course, the gene is dormant in him, but my grandmother had it. Um, Everybody on my dad's side of the family has it. And so, um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that 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 for kids like my my brother's daughter has it actually. Um, And so the hope is, is that. The surgery is so refined here in a few years, where she could just go in have a laparoscopic procedure with her pancreas being removed. Then, since she has a full healthy pancreas or relatively healthy pancreas, then she could be non-diabetic the rest of her life.
2: God, that's crazy. So, so you're you're facing really two issues here. One is like your the diabetes. Um, Uh So, and then the other issue is like what happens with the whole lack of organs thing. So let's talk about, like, how have you sort of transitioned and, and how has your life changed? You know, it's the other thing. Like, we always say, you know, well, you, you can make choices and, you know, everything that, that you know, that, that happens to you is like, you know, as your own, you know, uh, your health is, is all choices that you make and your behavior. Well, not right. in your case. I mean, there are genetic things out there, and we tell people this. Like, sometimes you just... It, it, there was nothing that you could have done. You could have lived in the woods and only eaten, you know, wild food your whole life, and you still would have yeah. had this thing. So, so talk about how like how you've uh, your life has changed, I guess, with this, the type one diabetes. Because a lot of times people don't you don't get type one diabetes later in life, right? You just sort of have right. it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Very few people get it later mm. in life, um, unless it's like women with gestational diabetes or something. But. Um, yeah, basically, uh, when once I got it, I had to adjust um, because when you feel outside of that range of eighty to one hundred and twenty on that blood glucose range, I mean, you can feel it. Yeah. And so, when you're high on it and you're above one hundred and fifty or so, then your feet will tingle. If you're below it, then you start to become disoriented and sweat. And so, I needed to get good control of it. So for the first year, I was in a little bit of denial, so I only took shots. But um, year two, so 2008, I got on a wireless pump technology. And so the pump, what it does, um, I have a pod um, that is filled with insulin every three days. I put it on my stomach. Um, it's tape, or it's not taped down. It's glued down. Scotch um, tape
2: onto your stomach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it keeps falling off.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, so I, I have a remote control thing that I carry with me that looks like a cell phone. And um, then it, like, does a quick, you know, quick click. It's like a little mini IV. And then what, it, what it does it delivers two types of insulin, a basal and a bolus. Basil is a continual. Did you say Ebola? It, it delivers Ebola. Ebola. I actually gave Ebola to everybody. That's, <laughs> uh, I'm coming out <laughs> telling everybody that right now. It's, you're the one who you're, you're the carrier who brought it to the country. It, it was originated in Dallas, and I'm originally Ooh, from Dallas. That's right. I think there's a yeah, and you have explosive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, More so on that virus, later. Um, gives like a, a little bit of insulin every 10 minutes, um, a preset amount. And then, um the basil, um I have to calculate how much what I eat
2: now does that does that uh monitor your blood sugar too, or do you have to actually manually test your blood sugar?
0: I have to manually test my blood sugar. You can get a continuous glucose monitor. I've just found that they're not very reliant, but okay. um quite frankly, I mean, I think within the next five years, there will be an artificial pancreas out there that does both without right. any user interface, and so basically you basically you strap it on and then and then there you go
3: so, <laughs> now well.
0: I'm so is that. this
3: you are gosh you, you threw me off with your jokes at the end like uh we would periodically <laughs> joke about stuff like this growing up but this has had like obviously like a very very significant impact like on your life the things you do every single day uh this is—is is this something that affects like uh, that you worry? You have twin boys. How old are uh-huh. they now? Uh, uh, they are they, like seven. Nine? They, they are seven. six. Seven? Okay, six
2: and nine. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. There's,
3: so, <laughs> uh, is this <laughs> something that, that you worry is going to affect them like down the line? Do they carry it? Do they, you know, uh, are they uh, this possibility is, that they could be affected?
0: This is the truly fascinating part. So that's why we we have twins because we did something called pre-implementation genetic diagnosis. Oh,
2: dude, that's I, I think I know where you're going with this.
0: Uh, yeah, there's a lot of science being so, blown out here. Seriously, by the way, so. <laughs> I know I'm a lot smarter than you guys
3: thought I was. Right? <laughs> so, well, i um, honestly real quick. Like you've had to learn about a bunch of stuff that's crazy that most people don't even have to remotely come close to learning oh, about. You're like, but just
0: because no. of this. But go ahead, go oh, ahead. So so tell, me it, beauty, tell me what tell me what
2: it's called again. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down.
0: Pre-implementation genetic diagnosis. So and let me so get. Let me guess. We,
2: they they basically like they take they create a baby like in a petri dish or whatever, and they take that gene out.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Basically, what they did was so um, my wife. Um, you know, we didn't have any fertility problems. Obviously, that's what I'm talking about. And so my wife. Um, <laughs> So we, uh, we uh, had to do some fertility drugs, though, in order to have a larger sample size. And so we had 25 eggs, or 20. we had 30 eggs. Of the 30, 25 of them were fertilized um, in the lab. So we had 25 kids at one point. Wow. And of those 25, 14 of them tested positive for the hereditary pancreatitis gene. Man. 11 of them did not. And of the 11, they ranked them in order of viability, and we chose the top two. The one with the See,
3: largest. I, had, I literally had no idea. I thought you just, you know, traditional pregnancy. I had no idea that, man, there's a lot of well, uh, my, science getting blown
0: apart with this. Hold
2: on. I'm sorry. Oh one gosh. more time. Pre-implementation.
0: Genetic diagnosis. Okay. Got it. And by the way, um, just, and I know you guys know him, but my brother just found out they're having twins. They did not what? do that with their first child. And then they uh, decided to do that now. And now his wife is pregnant with twins awesome. um and they're wow. gonna have the same thing so ba- you know it's just it, it actually w- was initiated with cystic fibrosis um that's something that's passed on right. and so they um did the technology and all you have to do is just um put in there which gene you don't want in there and you move forward that's right
3: you said that like uh, you mentioned like that you think in the near future and you work you know in the i don't want to say like in the medical field but close to the medical field uh is when they if they do come out with like a, a artificial pancreas is that something you'd be interested in or do you say, okay I've been opened up majorly two different times I've got a handle on this with the insulin pump and yada yada, forget no. your uh, your your rubber pancreas.
0: <laughs> uh, well, rubber pancreas. well, the, you mean the rubber flaccid one? Yes. Um, <laughs> well, see the um the the artificial pancreas actually attaches to the outside of your body. Ah. Oh, so you're um, not talking about a,
3: a, like a, a fake organ you shove right, inside? Right. Yeah. Your- Body. I was Wait, I was body. with Gat- you on
2: that one, Jack. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, okay. gotcha. <laughs> hey, okay. so just real quick on the when you had the eleven viable options, did you rank them in order of like their member size?
0: Um. Yes. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, they were all in the top percentile, so it was hard. To, uh, all right. It like it. Now you you mentioned your little brother. I, I
3: was I didn't ever know your older sister all that well. Uh, but your younger brother and I were pretty good friends. I don't recall this affecting this. Did this affect you? Like way more than the average person with hereditary pancreatitis or – because I don't – you know, I know he was sick with it here and there, but it didn't seem like it affected him quite as often as it affected yeah, you. Yeah. Did you just uh, have a yeah. severe case of it or
0: – I had a severe case of it. Je- Jeffrey still gets ill sometimes, but um, he can – for instance, uh, my doctor before college said, no, when you go to college, every time you drink, it's going to be like pouring gasoline on a fire. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, but I totally disregarded <laughs> it. My brother, though, he can have a glass of wine, he can uh, have a a scotch or a beer, and he's fine. So it it definitely affected me more so um, than him. And by the way, I've also had um, a couple of my – like my dad's sister and uh, one of my cousins, my dad's sister's daughter, they have – Multiple hospitalizations. One of them is also a type one diabetic, but no one's had their pancreas removed. Man,
2: well, okay. So let's talk about like things. Are are there in in particular like we talk about alcohol? Obviously, like pouring, uh, you know, gasoline on a fire. But like, are there other foods that affect you positively or negatively? Like, like okay, I I have learned that I'm going to just completely avoid blank.
3: Well, because we well, talk real quick, Jack. We, we we talk a lot about like the insulin response with your body and how we, you know, you can pick certain foods to manage that as it re- as it relates to gaining weight, losing weight. For you, it's a little bit different story, but like uh, that's what we're the most interested in because you probably know more about insulin than anybody that I know.
0: Well, well, um, I will tell you that when I do, um, when I do do, um, obviously um, I don't have a big <laughs> filter, and so. Um, ever since, uh, I had the Whipple procedure, um, basically, um, I have a really hard time keeping on weight. Now, with that said, I look healthy, but it's because I eat like I'm an 800 pound person. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. And, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, So what do you
2: eat? What's a day what, in the life of Jack food wise?
0: I probably eat nine or 10 times a day.
2: Like what? Um, Tell me, go take us through a day.
0: Oh gosh. Well, in the morning, let's say I have, um. Well, because I'm diabetic off a of diet, sun kissed, <laughs> but, um, and, and I'll probably have like an apple or a bagel or something. Then at lunch, I'll go get like a teriyaki bowl or something. But the bad news, and, and, you know, in the evening, do I eat like crap sometimes? A lot of times? Yes, I do. But, um, the thing is, is that the pancreas, it really has three main functions. Number one is the digestion of, digestion of food. Number two is, um, it obviously produces the insulin for your body. But number three, it, I did, and I didn't know how much of an impact it had until I didn't have a pancreas anymore, it really affects your appetite. And um, if you don't have a pancreas, then you don't have the um, hormone the drive to make you to feel eat? full.
2: What is that, uh, Ins- gra- ghrelin? Ghrelin, how do you say that?
0: I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's ghrelin. Tried, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, we've tried yeah. multiple medications to help me um, feelful, and none of them are. There's no medication out there right now that is a long acting medication. They might might work for one or two times, like Fentermine, or something like that. But um, I've tried uh, multiple medications, and nothing works. So for me, it's a constant struggle to to eat because you know it's not like healthy options are there all the time. And so a lot of times I end up eating three Musketeer bars, you know. Right. So now, um, when you do that, it's, do, it's your feet, f-
2: do your feet start to tingle? Like, do, can you tell that your blood sugar like goes way high when you eat um, something like that? Or? You
0: know, um, I've kept I've kept my A one C, and the A one C is the long the ninety day um, blood sugar test. I've right. kept my A one C within the range that they want me to. What is it
2: like, f- like four or five or something like that, or less than less than seven? No, um-
0: yeah, it's less than seven is okay. what they want. Okay. And so um, my last one was like a six point six. Okay. So cool. I haven't had any major complication, really any complications whatsoever. But that could all, you know, it's, it could come at one moment. I always joke around that like in a few years I'm gonna look like Anakin Skywalker after <laughs> he fell into the lake, into the uh, lava pool. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm always scared about that. Yeah. But
2: You wake up um, one morning and it's just happened overnight. <laughs>
0: it's like no! know, I'm, I'm just gonna go <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> now um, like uh you, you probably are pretty well used to like how this affects your everyday life it probably doesn't you, you probably don't even think about it too much but what are some of the, the challenges that because your wife doesn't have any problems like this so you get to compare it and contrast it with a quote-unquote normal person what are some of the challenges every day that you know before you leave the house or before you go you you travel a lot for work before you leave town for work what are oh some yeah like you when you travel
0: yeah um well, yeah. well um Something I used to do was pack an extra pair of underwear. <laughs> I do
2: <laughs> because, that. Uh, I do that. I have an extra pair of underwear in my pocket right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> because sometimes uh, you think that it's going to be gas and it ends up being the liquid.
2: Because because you don't have the filter, oh right? It's like a total. It's not me. It's not me. I have I have no right to crap my pants, but I do it often. You have an exactly. every every reason. To crap
1: oh, your y'all pants.
0: still there? Oh, okay, uh, but um, and uh, so that's that's not fun. Um, but uh, let's see what other complications I have. Obviously, when I go to the restroom, um, I have <laughs> I rarely stand up to go to the restroom. Oh, um, see. yeah so, because basically without the the digestive function of the pancreas everything just goes right through me I have people to look at me and say how are you not 800 pounds based on how much you eat and I say well you know I keep it at 240 and I I do not I have not fluctuated whatsoever
2: since um, for how long how long have you been at 240 which at 6 five like 240 isn't
0: it's pretty like healthy yeah. yeah 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 and I, I work out quite a bit but um you know I've been at 240 nonstop you know gosh since since i had the surgery and before then i was probably around then also yeah i'd say probably the biggest hassle besides the restroom part of it though is the working outside of it because every time i go work out i have to have food with me because my blood sugar will drop exponentially yeah, yeah. i did i did as you guys have seen the pictures especially you rick i did <laughs> a, uh, i did a, still uh,
2: mad about that
0: a sprint triathlon um back in June. Yep. And uh when I did that, um I had to have all these kinds of gels and every time I would go swimming, I'd have to come in around two hundred on my blood glucose. Um and then after the workout I'd be at about eighty. So oh, wow. after a thirty minute intense workout, it can it can dip as many as a hundred and twenty points. Golly. So that's probably the biggest hassle. Like I'm playing in a church basketball league. And, um, wow, the, the last time know. you did that, that worked out really well, by the
3: Brian way. Brian Barkley.
0: Well, and, and I would say that you were probably the instigator of that, sir. Uh, tell the we story. All, uh, to peel the curtain back
3: uh, very quickly, <laughs> uh, we were all played in a church league basketball, uh, a church uh, basketball league, and we all the got out of a game one time. <laughs> yeah, the, the Brown Vipers were the team name, and we all got thrown out of a game for basically— Fighting and swearing and, <laughs> and just overall chiquitery that has no place in a church well, basketball league, I will but. say
0: – I will take the uh, the fault of – it all started because I played for a team that was 3-13 and 13 in district. And one of the guys knew, knew – this was right after the basketball season ended in high school. And one of the guys knew I played at Pierce. And so he said, yeah, you might be scoring a lot of points here, but you're blank, blank, blank at Pierce High School. So I took the ball and went down the court, and I – Shot an NBA three on his mom. <laughs> Fortunately that started a benches-clearing brawl.
3: Yeah, so. as the ball is arcing <laughs> towards the basket, Jack goes... That one's on your mom. <laughs> and it and went in. Swishes, and that was pretty much the end of the game. It was just chaos from there. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. I would say your brother had some stuff to do with that also, with deep True. himself.
3: But, yes. Uh, when but he, my brother was... got thrown out of the game, he just yanked his shorts down, <laughs> just exposing his boxers, and just walked out with like, both hands up in the air. Well,
0: the best thing was both our youth minister and our assistant youth minister both got kicked out of the game as coaches also. <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: so was it wonderful. was...
2: Was it's Brian, probably my
0: my favorite. Sport was
2: Brian Barker on that team? Did he get thrown uh, out? No, was, I, Brian, I
0: think he had. Uh, he'd already just, been thrown uh, out. Yeah, he had already probably beaten <laughs> beaten the rap yeah. or something.
2: <laughs> well, okay. Before let's see, we are at uh, like 25 minutes, and before I end this, I want to give everyone that wants to the opportunity to hear some of the magic.
3: Oh, they better
2: that Jack creates.
3: Okay, just oh, th- very quickly. <clears throat> Uh, we talked about it in the last episode. We have this long-running group text message with the uh, five of us. Was it Mark? Uh, yeah, five of us. And uh, periodically, I say periodically. It's about four <laughs> times a day. Jack will uh, text us audio of uh, which in, in I the can't, bathroom.
2: which I cannot because get that's enough the kind of. of.
3: Friends that we are. Yeah. And it is. I just. I don't know what to tell you. It's the most. You really have to. Disturbing. We're going yep. to Ama- No,
2: amazing and beautiful. Okay, let's tell it's, it like it is.
3: It's just. It's just bananas, but uh, this is—we're joking. But like, this is kind of serious from the standpoint of this. If you—if anyone out there listening wonders, like, what Jack talks about, like the challenges of this, imagine this. How many times a day would you say uh, you—you have to? Number two, Uh,
0: eight to ten. Okay.
3: Yeah, this is eight to ten times a day, and imagine at work, uh, at the gym, uh, maybe on the way to work, uh, just all the time. Right. And
2: it's, it's not like, like you can say, nothing. Oh, I'm just gonna hold it until lunch my lunch break. Uh-oh. It's like you've gotta go. And no so, way. Yeah. So yeah, no I'm yeah a- so
3: if you gotta go, it's a drop everything and sprint to the so you probably have like a map of like the cleanest toilets between your home and your work and all this well. stuff
0: unfortunately uh I'm, I'm the one that's responsible for them not being clean so, <laughs> <the GSUSA.
2: laughs> it's like that bathroom that I, I sent a picture of this bathroom to the group thread uh, from a lubbock mall and it was like the most horrific thing i ever i walked into like ace ventura walking into like the room of death this is a lovely room of death um okay so i'm gonna count down three two one and then i'm gonna include it and so if you want if you're listening in the car or something and you have a weak stomach and you want to turn it down, I'm going to give you that option. Okay? Is that fair? Enough? Or if you
3: have kids, it gives you a chance to be like, oh, we're not going to listen to the doo-doo
0: audio bag." <laughs> or or yeah. if you're like my kids, uh, you can say, guys, you have something great to listen to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Yeah, exactly. <okay. laughs> I taught Halen. she is... But this
0: is
3: And this is 100% real. This is not yeah, like not a fake. bit. This is not uh, edited audio.
2: All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Okay, for everyone who is like muted uh, the uh, the podcast, thinking that they're about to hear doo-doo Audio Bag, we Rick and I discussed after the fact, and we decided not to play uh, an audio of someone taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have we have drawn we have drawn a line. So here is the rest of the interview with Jack. All right, and then I'll add it in there. Okay, so you can see uh, how amazing... I'm sure like if, that, if we had actually played it, I'm, I added it later, if we would actually played it, I get... When he sends the file, I start giggling uncontrollably before I even listen <laughs> to the file. I'm so excited to get the file.
3: It's like... I just hey. shake my head. Yeah. Now, Jack, it's 2014 right now. Very, very quickly. Uh, if this would have been you in, like, 1960 or 1970, is this a, fa- could this a potentially fatal condition without, like, all these crazy like medical like innovations
0: 100% fatal 100% I'm very blessed that it's today just like in five years from now someone with what I had won't even even realize I mean they might have diabetes but the diabetes will be covered up by the uh Artificial pancreas, but they so, won't have um, doo-doo audio bag to share with their friends. <laughs> no, they they wouldn't, without a doubt. So you guys are getting the best
3: version
2: of Jack. Right now. <laughs> it's a win-win.
0: Yeah, for this everyone. is really
3: the optimum version. Yeah. The not dead and also still having loud, uh, loud bathroom stuff. With Jack. <laughs> correct, correct. All
2: right, and before before I let you go, I have to ask you the question that we ask every uh, person that's been on the show, and that is this. And I haven't, I didn't give you any heads up on this. What is okay. one thing that you enjoy about life, or something you do? To make life more enjoyable,
3: doesn't have to be health related, doesn't have to be anything fun related, or anything
0: like uh, you know natural living related, just something you can yeah. find.
2: My answer is listening okay. to Jack's Doo Doo audio bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, my, my answer is doing that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, my, actually, okay, so I live in Colorado, and um, we have quite a bit of wildlife around here, and I live in a, a residential neighborhood, but I keep a, uh, a loaded BB gun rifle. <laughs> And every, oh every time every time that a rabbit comes in the backyard, I give it to one of my sons and I make them take a rabbit's life. <laughs> so that has to be probably probably the funnest thing that I do. It do gives you, me the uh, most enjoyment.
2: Do you eat the rabbits or use the rabbits in any way?
0: Uh, we do use them for educational purposes, okay. such as um, I, will, I will take out my hunting knives okay. and my boys will... Good. Yeah. Um, dissect it. That's good. So, yes.
2: Okay. Yes. At least you're not just throwing it, like killing a rabbit and just throwing
0: it in the garbage can.
3: You just staple yeah. the rabbit by its ears to your fence to like, let all the other rabbits know that you guys mean business. Our,
0: our population's down. However, it did backfire on me last year. We left one outside and a fox Ooh. got in. And so then we had a fox. Resident of our neighborhood for about six weeks. Hmm. So other than that, it it's turned out pretty well. Awesome.
2: All right. Well, Jack, we are out of time. Thank <laughs> you for being on, and uh, good luck with your uh, issues. And keep us posted. Maybe we'll have you back on uh, if you ever decide to get an artificial pancreas. Um, yes. And uh, and please send more dodo audio bag.
0: All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Bye. <laughs>
2: You're listening to the Simply Human podcast. Thank you, Jack, uh, for that uh, very interesting conversation. It is now uh, time for the hot dog part of the. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's what I just called this. This is the wiener part of the hot dog. It's the in between.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the oh, hot, the hot a, dog. Boy. Yeah, the, the hot dog segment. Uh, and uh, we just, where we thank our guest and we lead into the humans being human. Blake was on the show. Uh, And we talk about this uh, in in the segment, so I'm not gonna uh, uh, beat a dead steak horse. (laughs) But uh,
3: maybe not beat a delicious, (laughs) succulent horse. (laughs) But
2: but but Blake told me the story uh, recently, and I and I, it's like we need to have you back on. So uh, here is Blake from Brady. here we go. Join, joining us, um, Blake, how, how it works is you're supposed to wait and and not talk until I tell you to talk. <laughs> you interrupted me. Um, sure. jo- joining us on the Assemblyman podcast, actually, the first time Blake was on, uh, I'm recording at a, in a location. It's not my standard location, but this is where we recorded the story where you talked about the guy who... Uh, pooped his pants and then bought some new pants and then accidentally threw those pants out the window um it's a long story but go back to I believe it was the the party bus story one of the very first uh episodes uh the party bus story with Blake uh welcome back yep. to the simple human podcast uh very few people have been on more than once so you're in you're in good company
1: yeah yeah there's a recurring theme
2: yeah, so we'll have you on. Doors. We'll have yeah. on. We'll have you on once a year. And you actually, we've been friends for about fifteen years. And this is a story. Well, I
1: didn't start. <laughs> like, I don't. I would say I, I started being like six months ago. I actually considered you a friend.
2: Okay. <laughs> so for fifteen years, <laughs> I I've considered Blake my best friend, Sorry. and he has just now recently just considered me just a a, a friend yeah. of any kind. Um. Well, and so you told the story. We actually were at the LSU Alabama game, and just a quick side note on that: uh, nothing in life is free, except for everything at the LSU tailgate. Yep. Okay, just you're, we're just going to leave it at that. Um totally free. So, you told me this story, and, and I was like, "Okay, how have I not heard that story?" Because it is not only is it a funny story, it fits in perfectly. With the Simply Human podcast theme, which is pooping your pants, and, uh, literally, and yeah, we, literally, and we haven't, we haven't had a poop your pants story in a while. So, tell tell us what happened. How old were you at the beginning of this story?
1: I was trying to figure that out. I don't know. I was old enough that I was going camping with dad, and old enough that he was uh, he was like, "Here's some toilet paper, go."
2: Yeah, after, yeah, Right, right. So you weren't like so, you were older than two, but not yeah. like fifteen.
1: I don't know when your memory starts, like your stream of consciousness. When that starts, but um, I remember this happening.
2: Hey, and hang on one second. <laughs> I'm adding, I'm adding Rick to the call. He's a he's a cop, and he just woke up because he's Damn. lazy. What? There he is. Okay, so Blake, uh, Rick, we're recording, and Blake has just basically set up the story. He's he's old enough. Where he could like go take a poop on his own, but he's not too old. Where he's like a like fourteen or fifteen, so he's somewhere like five ish, four or five years old.
3: Yeah, so I would say I'm somewhere there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a great okay, spot sure. for me to jump in at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, but we all, y'all were out, y'all were out uh, uh, hunting, camping. Where were you? Yeah, It was me and
1: my dad and and another father son. Uh, friends of ours and we just like I said if I remember correctly I guess we were just out camping I we, 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 we were we were just in the trucks I think we are sitting in the bed of the trucks and had campfires and fishing or something like that and it was a two night deal because I remember the first night I went to dad and said hey dude I'm I'm gonna go to the bathroom he said well number one number two and I was like well number two he said, well okay here's some sort of we go he, 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 told me specifically what to do he said "Go we'll grab a hold of the the trailer hitch on the truck you know the ball of the trailer hitch and squat down and and here's some toilet paper okay i can do that and the first night i, I just for whatever i was afraid to do it i i didn't want to do that you know so not I, me I, did that. I, I said no i not have to go at like that i'm fine you know and um uh, the next night... So you just,
2: you hold in your yeah. your defecation. yes.
1: As a little boy, yeah. I, I, I was scared to do it, yeah. And, um... So the next night, I decided... I was like, oh, man, I, I definitely, I gotta do this.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is... The the straits. The straits the have become dire. We need to uh, empty the tank.
3: situation dire. Yeah. It's about to go from a number two to a number three. <laughs> <laughs> so...
1: Yeah, you can see where this was going. So, um, I remember specifically going, grabbing the trailer hitch, and pulling my pants to my ankles, and then crapping directly into my pants <laughs> around my ankles. Uh, there's no reason for me to take my pants down to my ankles whatsoever. I should have just crapped. In my
3: pants would have been the same result. You 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 lined it up wrong. You is that what you your
1: aim I guess, was poorer? I had no I had no lean. You know what I mean? Oh, I had okay, no I
3: got lean. You.
2: Well, I and also when you when you take directly, a yeah when you yeah. take a dump in the toilet, you're not necessarily taking note of the exact aim and where you know you know yeah, you're not it, it a, you're ends not up like
3: pilot to bombardier yeah. like
2: uh. <laughs> yeah you're not exactly sure you know it just you know it just ends up in the water somehow sometimes <laughs> sometimes it ends up ne- ne- okay never mind um so yeah so you, you squat down i can i could just see you like you know you're you're getting all ready you've got your toilet paper okay you, okay there's my toilet paper i've got this no one's looking <laughs> at me i've got everything set i'm squatting down okay and okay here we go <gasps> And it and it comes yeah. out, and then you look down and you realize that there is a steaming pile of two <laughs> of two days worth of crap just piled up in your
3: underwear. <laughs> uh, you, and what's weird is you just described Mark Rogers' Tuesday of this week, <laughs> so in that story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do you that.
2: Work. I do that quite often. Um well that's like, you know, like it's much uh it's much cleaner, especially for little girls when they're like you know needing to potty you know I have four and five year old girls and yeah, I need to go potty you know it's much cleaner sometimes to just go on the side of the road than it is to like go inside a gas station in Podunk nowhere that's got you know ebola all over the the toilet and uh and yeah a few the first few times when you're trying to figure out the aim of uh you know of of some some parts that you know you you don't have not Easy now, that. we're eventually yeah. getting a creepster territory Well, no, right it's here. it's dad, it's dad and daughter. You don't have daughters, so you don't understand. Neither <laughs> of you guys, both of you guys have two boys. So so yeah, the first few times, okay, okay. now squat down and then the pee comes out and it just gets all over everything. All of the shoes, the 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 underwear, I don't want to say panties, even though that's you what just they're just did. Called. I know. You I didn't know. want to say it, but yeah. you clearly did. Yeah, yeah. Dads with daughters yeah. will understand that first time that like you buy panties for your daughter, and it's just okay. you're, you're just I'm gonna like have to
3: insist that you stop saying you know, that word.
2: Well, panties. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. All right. So, okay. Do you know? Do you do you know if your dad like was like, Dad, gummit, Blake, you idiot. Like, <laughs> do you know what happened afterwards? Well, uh, yeah, I did. I was embarrassed by it,
1: and and uh, I did my best to clean it up myself. You know. Oh and, man. And, um, right. So part of what I, you know. I, I don't know if I would actually remember happening, or if I just remember the year. already know about dad telling a story over the years, you know what I mean? So,
2: yeah. Uh, so he, I don't know. I can, I can just imagine your dad. He's been,
1: yeah, he's been, he's been telling that story forever. Yeah, yeah. and
2: he's a, he's a no nonsense person, so I can imagine him just looking over. If
1: just, I would have told the story, it would have lasted like five seconds.
2: <laughs> well, the fact that I got you to tell that story and it took eight minutes is, is a, a miracle.
3: That kind of reminds me of when I was, and I. I, I understand what you're talking about like not – because I have a memory from when I was like five, and I'm trying to piece it together. I was in preschool, and I uh, – Mark, it was at that church that was like right over by your house. At, they used to call it Pittman Creek, but yeah. um, I – they were introducing the boys to the concept of the urinal versus the toilet. And your whole life up until that point, all you're using is the toilet. But right. then they say, and this thing right here, that's for uh, when you stand up to
2: pee only. Yeah.
3: And so uh, <laughs> later on in the day, I had to go, you know, I had to go to the bathroom. But I went in there and I was like, okay, this we have the toilet, and then we have this other thing. And I can't remember what they said that other thing's for. I think they said that other thing is for when you sit down.
2: For when you drink out of. And yeah. so
3: I uh, pull my pants down, which, by the way, I was wearing parachute pants. I remember that very distinctly. I uh, climbed up and sat on the urinal <laughs> oh and, my God. Uh, and took a dump, and I couldn't get off. And so I'm sitting in there for, like, 30 uh, minutes, like, help me, help. Like – stranded until finally someone, like, came in, like, it's probably some, you know, guy who worked at the church comes in is like, oh, my God, what what are you doing in here? Like, uh, had to pull me off the urinal, like, oh, I, his, uh, we don't do it that way.
2: He pulls um, out his Polaroid camera and starts snapping pictures of you, like, uh, <laughs> what are you doing here? Okay, uh, awesome. Little, we'll, little
3: boys here, in or, funny places. A perfect camera would be...
1: Send me into a public bathroom with a little kid stuck on the urinal and see what I did.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've <laughs> never seen a urinal. It also
3: sounds like Exhibit A in your, uh, your felony <laughs> trial. <sonny laughs> I'll <trial. laughs> probably, probably
1: get out. probably get a camera on my phone and go, I got a video of this.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Then, uh, then you've got cops showing yeah, up and it's a big true. huge thing so all right well blake i know you have to get back to your normal life thank you for doing this and uh we you're will welcome. talk to you soon and thank you for pooping your pants so long ago that you could tell us today
1: <laughs> all right man see you.
2: all right thank you blake for that enlightening story uh and always remember if you're going to take a dump while holding onto a trailer hitch just go ahead and take off your pants all the way <laughs>
3: That is the most is that the first time you've ever said that sentence in your whole life? Uh,
2: probably, yeah. I don't know
3: if it is yeah. or not. I feel like there's a good chance over the last you know thirty something years you've said that at least once before.
2: Yes, yes, something that I've learned. All right, so now it is time for the simple human tip of the week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And we're gonna sort of you know go back to the interview with Jack and like that guy has to navigate every day, every meal, every time that he, you know, digests food Dealing with no pancreas, no gallbladder, and no spleen, right? Yeah, there's
3: no, like, Jack just going, like, eh, like, not paying attention to his diet. It's something that he has to, like, meticulously plan days in advance and stuff like that.
2: So, and that sort of leads you or leads me down the path of, like, okay, no matter how bad you think you have it, and it may be pretty bad in some cases, but there's... Like it's it's a good dose of perspective. Like people out there probably have it worse off than you, so stop complaining and just do whatever it is that that you think it's it's time for you to do. Whether that's get healthy by you know cutting some things out of your diet or adding things into your diet or or, or getting on like a, a human movement pattern plan or something, you know, just and I, I believe you had you wrapped up uh, that thought in a in a very cliche phrase.
3: Well. Uh- Growing up with Jack, uh, we we kind of laugh about it now, but there were some very scary moments. Yeah. Uh, and he was in the hospital a lot, a lot of times, and this was a life-threatening condition. And basically what Jack did is he took lemons and he made lemonade. Mm-hmm. He has figured out a way uh, – and it, granted, it's through like the miracle of modern science, and we talk a lot about how there's more scientific advancements. But, uh, you know, he – was born with this condition. It was through no fault of his own. And, uh, he basically, instead of curling up in the fetal position and crying about the crappy hand life had dealt him, he was like, you know what, I'm just going to live the best life that I can. And, uh, I would say he would agree with me in saying that, you know, he lives a pretty full life. And once he, you get adjusted to living with, you know, the kind of extra planning and extra preparation that he needs to do, uh, he lives probably the same, you know, same life as you and I, and I think he would he would tell you that it's about you know adjusting and and sucking it up and moving on. Yeah. So life handed him lemons, and he made lemonade. So there he, you go.
2: He made brown watery lemonade. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> okay, sorry. So that's that's the tip of the week. It's it's pretty straightforward. So uh, you can find us online. At, oh wait, hold on. Before I go there. Okay. T- t-shirt giveaway a thon. Simply Human T-shirt giveaway a thon. Leave us a review on iTunes, and if it's dated any time in November, you are eligible for me to just ship you no strings attached, except for you have to post a picture of yourself on social media wearing it. Uh, that's the only string with string attached. Uh, one and, string? And one one tiny string, and uh, and that will get you into the uh, Simply Human T-shirt giveaway a thon. Uh, you know. I believe it's simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. Uh, if you want to just buy a shirt, we we have lots of shirts going, uh, and uh, and I guess that's everything. So coming up next time, we talk to a friend of ours from an earlier podcast, the Humans Being Human segment. It's it's the the girl that your brother had a crush on. They completely crushed him. Yes, by asking he. Asking a question,
3: he thought that she was like she was like Rob. Can I ask you a question? And he thought it was setting up for like romantic comedy. Like, yes, Shelley, tell me how much you love me. And she was like, "Was your father also bald?
2: <laughs> is your dad is your dad bald? <laughs> is your dad yeah.
3: bald? So and he was like, oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah. there we go. So
2: Shelley is actually has grown up and is uh, has uh, a, a two children, and is very into and, and very uh, sort of learn learned. On midwifery and and sort of natural uh, healing, uh, healing, natural birthing and birthing centers and all that stuff. So we basically have a 30-minute conversation about the natural way to have uh, babies and how you become pregnant. That's a, you you know, we had to explain that. To me. Rick um, So anyway So that's coming up next time How'd you got... get the beans
3: Above the Franks?
2: <laughs> so we've got a lot of We have Kate Galliette Is coming back on In December So we've got a lot of Cool things coming up So find us online At simplyhumanlifestyle.com There are links to the Facebook page YouTube channel All that good stuff Simply at simplyhuman52 Instagram and Twitter You can email the show It's at, at uh, simplyhumanlifestyle At gmail.com And simplyhumanpaul at gmail.com is Rick's email uh, just kidding my email. Yeah, my some
3: guy named Paul keeps getting all these like <laughs> hey let me show you this weird picture of horse meat yeah.
2: <laughs> simply even Rick at gmail.com so thanks for listening uh, it, there's a lot of things you could be doing right now thank you for making us part of your day uh, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Lifestyle <laughs>
3: And, uh, and cut. The, and one, the, the whole the, thing, a mission. Yeah, the
2: one time that I'm not actually reading the script, I was like, I can do this from memory.
3: I know the name of our show, <laughs> The Simply Human. Oh, crap.
2: <laughs> so that's
3: going to do it for this edition of The Simply Human
2: Podcast. And remember, Rick and I discussed after the fact that we decided not to play uh, an audio of someone taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself.